Hello, and welcome to A Product of Proverbs. My name is Joshua Fowler, and I'm the host of this weekly podcast in which I sit down with my co-host, who just so happens to be my dad, Reverend Roy Fowler. So, we sit down and discuss life. We use the book of Proverbs as our roadmap and a general guide for how to live a happy and healthy and fulfilling life. We thank you for tuning in, and we really do appreciate the continued support. If you'd like to stay up to date on all the latest content from A Product of Proverbs, subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you prefer. So we're currently available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, even Alexa. So you can say, Alexa, play A Product of Proverbs, and it'll pull up this podcast. On top of subscribing to us, we ask that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. But with that, let's get into today's show. What's up, Dad? Uh, not much, Josh. How about you? And everything is everything. Just enjoying a nice Sunday afternoon. Another beautiful Sunday. It's nice outside. And like you said, it's always good when we come home and Mom has a nice home-cooked meal. I'm telling you. I mean, there's some apple pie waiting on us downstairs right now, too. I think it's peach cobbler, ain't it? Ooh, that's even better. I'm not real sure, but whatever it is, it's going to be good. And I can't wait. But so we can get to this peach cobbler, let's get into today's episode. This episode follows up on our last episode, which was authority. So submitting to authority and respecting authority, mainly respecting the position, even if you don't see eye to eye with the person. Because there is unjust authority. But before you can even get there, you have to have humility. Because you won't submit to anything without the humility to understand who you are and where you are. So with each episode, we're going to start it off with a proverb. As this is a product of Proverbs. And for this episode, I have picked out Proverbs 22 and 4. Proverbs 22 and 4 states... Humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honor and life. Okay, that's a good one. I also picked out another one. I know we've been doing the two-piece Proverbs recently. So the second proverb I picked was Proverbs 11 and 2. It says, When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. So that brings humility back full circle. Proverbs and a product of Proverbs is wisdom and it takes humility and even for me to be in a position to start and do this podcast, it took a certain level of humility to understand and accept wisdom and then it takes a whole different set of humility and self-awareness to put yourself in a position to share wisdom with others while still in the position of accepting and learning and gaining more wisdom and understanding. But as with the first proverb, the wages of humility are riches and honor in life. So I can see that throughout my life, the times in which I have been more prideful, the times in which I've been too good, the times in which I needed more, I've been more entitled, I don't really have those riches. I don't really feel the most honorable And I don't even look at how other people look at me or view me or treat me, but how I look at, view, and treat myself. It's not one that says, 
an honorable person. It's not a life and a lifestyle that is rich and full because like they said, with pride comes disgrace because it's just inevitable. But with humility, you get the good side of it. And the reason for that is another proverb, 12 and 15, it says, the way of fools seem right to them. And that's the whole thing about it. When you show, when you are humble, then what happens, what happens is that you're willing to listen to others and you don't think you know it all, have all the answers, write about everything, and you listen. It's about the wise listen to advice, so that's one of the difference. It says when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. And it's just true, and even one of the New Testament passages that that I like is First Peter 5 and 6. It says, humble yourselves then under God's mighty hand so that he will lift you up in his own good time. But we were talking, I think, one of the other episodes was about authority. And I think this has a, a play on that, as you said, because you have to humble yourself to be able to even submit to authority and to listen to uh, advice from other people. You know, it says that God, he resists the proud, but give grace to those that are humble. So it's very important that we understand that. We have, I guess, a mentality now of disrespect. Ain't nobody disrespecting me. Everybody ain't trying to disrespect you just because they oppose you. I don't understand that. I actually have a new take on that. You know the old saying, you have to give respect to get it? What if you don't have to give respect to someone else to receive respect from someone else? You have to give respect to yourself to receive any respect in general. So you have to be... You have to be self-respecting for anyone to even be able to respect you. You find it hard to respect people and to honor people and to, and to treat people very well that don't respect, honor, or treat themselves well. People that walk with the low self-esteem usually aren't held in high regard by many others. People, right. people that, that don't really move with that energy of, I'm a king, people don't move out of the way when you walk through. You walk, think about your posture. People with good posture, shoulders back, alert, upright, compared to someone that slouched over with their hands in their pocket, you approach those people differently. So you have to respect yourself so that others will respect you. I just thought about that sitting right here right now. But like you said, no one's trying to disrespect you. Do you really respect yourself? And if you do, are you portraying to others that you respect yourself? Because think, nobody's going to disrespect someone that they know ain't going to tolerate disrespect. But if they see you disrespecting yourself by how you walk and talk every day, they feel they can disrespect you too. You obviously tolerate a lot of disrespect from yourself. If you respected yourself, you wouldn't let those type of things happen. You wouldn't look like that. You wouldn't move like that. You wouldn't be thinking like that. But you do. So how are you going to hold me to a standard and want me to respect you in a way that you won't even respect yourself? Yeah. And when you look at humility, it's um, one of the things that's admirable, where sometimes we look at it as being... Um, a negative, but it's really a positive because it's one of the virtues. It's really a virtue like the other things that are virtues. Like I'm um, just looking now, 
It says kindness, patience, diligence, charity. All of these things are virtues and, and humility falls in that category. And it's not really that you don't think much of yourself. I think I mentioned this earlier. We're never called to not think of ourselves, but I think we're called not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. It's not ever that we're not to think highly of ourselves. We ought to have a level of self-respect simply because of who we are. You're somebody, and I think I've stated that at, in one of the earlier podcasts, because of who we are. But it is a virtue, and it's an important virtue because it helps balance life. You know, it helps bring about the balance of life. And it's uh, beneficial to you because you actually listen to somebody. And wisdom is learning from the mistakes of others. It's listening to when they say, hey, nephew, I did this. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's very simple. And then you avoid the setback and the time and money that it took to correct that mistake by listening to them. But if you don't believe them or need to prove them wrong or don't trust their their expertise or their wisdom and they say, hey, little homie, like, I don't think I would do that if I was you. You don't really take that. Now you got to pay what they had to pay. They could have helped you avoid having to pay that if you just listen. Yep. But then I think to your point, like you said, Nowhere does it ask for us to think lowly of ourselves. You should never think lowly of yourself if you know who you are. But I look at it, I pulled up here the definition of humility. Okay. So this is something I do with the kids all the time as I say, this is the definition of this word. Merriam-Webster, like, this is what they say. So, humility, a modest or low view of one's own importance. That's That's the the key. It's not yourself. It's your importance. Do you think that the world is going to stop spinning when you leave it? If you think that, if you think that if you left that company, that company is going to fall apart, you out your mind. That's pride. You, you're going to walk out. You want to raise. They're not going to pay you. We'll see how well they do. That company still be going 10 years later. Like You have to understand that the janitor... Is just important as the CEO. You don't believe me? Let your CEO not come into the office for two weeks, right? Depending on your company, the CEO might be on a crazy travel schedule. He's all over the place. He's meeting with partners. Depending on your company, the CEO might even be remote. You may work in Atlanta, CEO in New York. You know how that go. Let the janitor not come in your office for two weeks. See how they be in an uproar over the bathroom. See how they be fighting over the dishes in the break room. How people's trash be overflowing. Everyone is equally as important, regardless of title, salary. Everyone's equally important in making sure that we all can live a comfortable life. That's why I think that that pride and feeling like you're more important than you are is really a defense mechanism. Okay. I feel like feeling that you're more important than you are and kind of pushing yourself to the forefront is like we said in earlier episodes, because you feel that others are more important than you. So I feel like it's a, it's one of those things. And I always do this and I always kind of take this perspective is that you really like 
what's that the king cobra that's flare its hood to make itself look bigger than mm-hmm. it actually is yeah because that mongoose really can kill it but if it put the hood big and stand up tall the mongoose might get scared and run away that's what a lot of this pride a lot of this ego a lot of this macho a lot of this kind of independent self-sufficient i gotta do it all i gotta this attitude of just me comes from that's a hood you're trying to make yourself look bigger because in reality you don't really trust and believe that you are that big you know because you got to think about the people that are that big they yeah. not they not flexing big dogs ain't flexing like when i worked at the bank the people with commas in their accounts never pulled up in a rolls royce they never even halfway pulled up in Mercedes or BMWs. But the people that was floating cents in their account and was only paying bills and having $6 left over, they looked very nice in the camera. They usually had a nice car payment attached to their account. They usually were more, were more show you based. The people that really had it were just them, you know? And that's that person that's filled with humility. He don't feel like he have to show you anything because he don't have such a, a high view of his importance. And that's very uh, crucial. And that's one of the things you said. People have a need to appear to be, to show you that they're all this or that. And in reality, they're not. As you said, all of us are on the same uh, playing field. Everybody's really the same. Uh, even in... If you do have the millions, you do have all these possessions, you do have all these toys, at the end of the day, you're not going to have any of it. And if you realize that, it, you know, it'll help you to not to get so caught up in, in the temporalities of this life. But the person that shows humility and the person that's humble like that, he's not trying to be like that. You know, it's not something you try to be, but there's some, some blessings in it. Because I think about in my life, one of the things that I would always listen to people. I never had the attitude that couldn't nobody tell me anything. I would listen. And I think I've uh, gained a lot of insight because I would listen. Um, I, I look at some of the people in my circle. I look at some of the ministers, how they would come up. And I mean, they get called to the ministry, then they know everything. Won't listen to anybody won't learn anything. And you can see the mistakes and you can see the bad uh, choices and decisions they're making and you can see the lack of spiritual growth in their life because they never listen. They think they know it all. And it shows. And a lot of times, you know, they can put on a good show, but there's no substance, you know? That I'm glad that I was given that virtue because I've gained a lot from it. I've learned a lot, I know a lot, because I listen a lot. I tell people all the time, anybody can tell you something that can help you. You just gotta be willing to listen. Yeah, but you also have to put a filter on what you hear. Because people be lying, unfortunately. And also, people don't really be certified or qualified to be saying some of the things that they do be saying. So you gotta take some of the stuff people say with a grain of salt, but also, you got to take it for what it is because it could be something that helps you avoid a hurdle, yes. a roadblock. It could be beneficial. And I agree. The old saying was this. 
you've got to eat the fish and spit out the bones. Okay. That's what they used to say back in the day. You got to learn to eat the fish and spit out the bones because there's some bones along with it. Yeah. And in everything and all advice, some of the advice you get, um, some of the information people try to share, as you said, it could be really over in left field. But in that, there might be something you can glean from it that can help you, but you got to be willing to listen. You don't shut everybody out because you know it all, mm-hmm. you know. So the flip side of that is a lyric from, of course, Nipsey Hussle. My favorite. We ain't talked about Nip in a few episodes, so we're going to bring it back. In one of his songs, in one of his songs off of Victory Lap, the song Double Up, he got a lyric that hit home for a lot of people, but it says, never let a hard time humble us. That's conflicting with the subject of humility. So to explain it, never let a hard time humble us is saying that don't let setbacks and roadblocks make you forget who you are. Specifically, in his instances, he's very important. His message, who he was to his community and his people was important. So when you get a setback, the police raid you. When you get a setback, you have to go to jail. You may lose a studio. You may get a bad contract. When you have these different setbacks, don't let that humble you and think you regular and start doing regular stuff. Stay great and continue to be great and do great things. Don't let that hard time or that setback make you lose sight of your importance. I think it need I think uh, a better understanding of that would be don't let it stop you or don't let it change you. And he might have used that because that's a good word in that environment, see. Cuz that lyric hit. See. But I think the uh, better meaning and probably the message he was pushing is that because he was doing a good work, kind of like Nehemiah, when Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall in Jerusalem, he had a lot of opposition. One of the things, one of the things that said that stands out that people always like to, that's very popular, is that he said, I'm doing a good work. I can't come down. So I don't think that's a play on humility or a take back on humility. But I think the message that he was given was that you're doing that good work. Don't let whatever comes against you cause you to come down. Exactly. It doesn't change you. You know, it doesn't make you someone you're not. But you continue that good work in spite of the opposition. And I think that would be a better way to explain that. There we go. Nip and Nehemiah. Oh. Product of Proverbs. <laughs> At the same time. At the same time. But yeah, that's a good way to explain that and that was a good similarity nip and nehemiah you know like just because he was doing a good work and don't let the people that ain't doing that good work stop your good work yeah but what we want to do before we wrap up is make not really a call to action but something direct for our listeners that maybe are struggling with humility because i know that's something that i struggle with and I've struggled with is humility. And anyone that knows me is aware of it. I don't think lowly of myself at all. I've never struggled with self-esteem issues. That's just never, thank God, been my thing. But for those people that maybe do struggle with humility, that maybe, even if it is a defense mechanism, have that high self regard that sometimes overshadows what humility they do have 
what would be some direct advice you would have to those listeners? How do you work on and strengthen that humility muscle? I would just tell tell you to be confident in who you are. Not overconfident, but just know who you are. Life, society, our existence has tried to define us and give us a wrong impression of who we are. I would encourage you to know who you are. Uh, I always, and I have to go back to the fact that we were created by the creator. He was pleased with his creation. We are wonderfully made. We are somebody in him and to him, to the place that he gave his life for us. You've got to understand who you are and whose you are and be confident in that. And just know that everybody's on the same playing field and don't feel like you have to impress anybody because you don't. I I learned a long time ago, if people are going to love you, they're going to love you for who you are, not who you think they want you to be. And you've got to be who you are. What was that I said the other week about tea? May not be your cup of tea. But just know that you're tea, okay? And that's how you were made. And so be tea. And don't worry about being somebody's favorite blend or brand. You got to be yourself. And just be true to you. I would encourage you to do that. And what's your definition of humility again? The definition that I have says that humility is a noun, a modest or low view of one's own importance. Not a low view of oneself, but of one's importance. You don't think you're all that. Because at the end of the day, listen, everybody goes back to dust. Yeah. Everybody. I think that's a good place for us to wrap up this humility episode. And with that, I'm going to leave you with a saying I just found online right under the definition of humility. It's from C.S. Lewis, whoever that is. He's a Christian writer. There we go. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. With that, this is another episode in the books. Thank you, Dad, for your time. My pleasure. And listeners, thank you. As always, for tuning in, we appreciate the support, and we're glad to continue doing this for you. If you have any topics that you would like to see covered, any Bible verses you'd like for us to just kind of chop it up on, or if you have any feedback, any suggestions, anything at all, feel free to shoot us a message on either Instagram, at A Product of Proverbs, or on our new Facebook page, at A Product of Proverbs. Either way, we thank you for tapping in, as always. We appreciate your continued support, and we'll catch you next week.